Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. How you doing out there? I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, joining you for the first one of March. And today we have returning guest, Len Berry. If you listen to the show, you know him, you love him. He's back to talk some more Regla events and uh, kind of talk about what's been going on since we last spoke. Len, how you doing? I'm good, good. Glad to be back. I can't believe March is already here. It's it's absolutely insane. <laughs> how is the, uh, how's the year been so far over at the Reg? We're, we're about to go in our third month, and I can't yes. fathom that. Yes, it's it, it's hard it's hard to wrap my head around too. Uh, it's been it's been a nice. We've had a nice uptick in uh, movie ticket sales and people nice. coming. We started off strong in January and uh, we're in the midst of Oscar season, uh, so we're we're looking forward to showing a few more uh, best picture uh, nominated films, including uh, American Fiction, which will be oh, next nice. next week, uh, the sixth uh, on, on Wednesday night, uh, and then we are teaming up with. Uh, Idea Coalition, uh, which which does work with United Way and YWCA to do a screening of Ava DuVernay's new movie, Origin, uh, which is about caste systems around the world historically uh and that'll be uh march 9th at 7 p.m it's something we've been looking at it at, but like a couple people approach us they're like yeah let's do this and team it up together so um yeah Proud, uh, idea coalition is uh, uh sponsoring the the movie screening so we're looking forward to to showing that to, to the community um so and we've had several we've had the, i think those are the uh, those those will almost wrap up our Oscar nominated films uh, later this month, March twentieth. We're going to have Zone of Interest. I think that's going to be the last Best Picture nominee that we'll show. So. Nice. Nice. We've talked about this before, but like how how far in advance do you kind of plan these? I mean, obviously, movies at the Reg you normally get like two a week. So I mean, sure, it seems like a lot of planning. I mean, if you look at the the big picture, I mean, like, yeah, how far ahead do you tend to plan them? Do you kind of know most of the movies for the rest of the year, or do you? I know it's not all public. It's all over the place, but some of the movies, like some of the temple blockbuster movies that we know are coming up, uh-huh. or like Barbie and Oppenheimer last year, we knew we probably going to get those, so we knew those release dates, but also like a lot of folks around were like, those are probably going to be pretty big, so we might yeah. not get them for a while. So, we'll, yeah, well, if we get release dates to some of those studio films whether prestige or not, uh, we'll, we'll throw them in the calendar with the release date and then with the knowledge that we probably won't get them for at least four to six weeks after their initial release. So it kind of gives us an idea of where to go. Um, and then we'll, we'll look at uh, – like movie previews for the quarter, like New York Times does kind of like, hey, these are coming up. These are the summer movies that are coming out. And we'll kind of cherry pick some that we think will be uh, appealing to our audience, a lot of the indie films or some of the foreign films or things like that. So we'll we'll throw those in there too. And then every once in a while, I think I mentioned this before, 
though something like a title we're kind of looking at, but we're not sure how much appeal it might have to our audience. But then a couple of our audience members that don't know each other, we're all coming separately or talk to us and say, hey, are you going to get this film? And that usually is a good indicator that we should get it because that means they, they, they're more representative than just themselves. That means 100 people probably come out to that film. So That makes sense. Yeah. And this year, we, you know, we've had several that didn't play the multiplexes locally. So last week we showed um, Poor Things and then Past Lives before that, and they, were, they weren't at Dipson locally. So, oh, really? Yeah, we showed them. So we, we always try to get the Best Picture nominees at least. So It does seem like a good balance where you try to get like newer films – Older, like, yes. like anniversaries and like stuff sure. like that. Like, it seems like you try to balance it out. So, yeah, you're not just coming here seeing like one type of film, right? Or like one audience kind of thing. Yeah, and if you if you kind of you you might tell us we kind of do this intentionally. Usually, Wednesday nights are smaller, more thoughtful, or challenging films, and Saturdays are are, are bigger. Uh, either like a blockbuster, like a blockbuster, or like a family-friendly thing, or an animated film, or or, or like a uh, sometimes the the we'll, we'll we'll do like the three or four hour <laughs> films on the like Killers of the Flower Moon, you know, and instead of an eight p.m. time, we'll on a Saturday we'll show that like four o'clock since it's such a long movie. So we we've done that. We did that with Napoleon as well. Uh, the the Napoleon Bonaparte film. Oh yeah. yeah. If it's about three hours. I, we've thrown a couple of three-hour films on on Wednesday nights, but not too many. So, yeah. You're, have you played a film that's so long that you have to do intermissions? I mean, have you had to do that for any of the movies at the Reg? No, but the uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, The Hateful Eight, was um, a very long film, and when we advertised it, we advertised it as longer than it actually came in at. And it was, oh, be- really? yeah, and it was, that was my my bad. Because <laughs> I looked at IMDb to get uh, kind of a running time, and I went with that running time, and that wasn't the actual running time of the regular screenings. Because w- when he put that movie out, uh, he was trying to put it on, um, he did an initial release of it only at, studio, at, at theaters that had, we're still running film projector oh, really? films. Yeah. So he would only do it on, on places that can handle actual film for the initial release. And then he released it to, to major multiplexes right before Christmas to get in for the Oscars. And it was a shortened version of the film. So if you had gone to see the original run of the film and got to go to one of those art houses, that probably had the film, you know, the actual celluloid, there was an intermission and an overture. It was like really? super long. So, yeah. So the people who came to see that movie. We did it on Wednesday night. <laughs> they were expecting a longer film, uh, and on top of that, some of them, even though we didn't build the intermission or anything, because they didn't have that that info and it didn't have one, but that we we had that, and we also had people that hadn't been to a Quentin Tarantino film before, uh, and so that was one of his classic. Ones where the the film is kind of told out of order. The story oh, okay, is, you know, okay. it's the middle part, and then they go back to yeah. show the first part, and then the last thirty minutes is like the finale. So it goes two, one, three. And what happened was it was so long that by the time they do the flash, they they show what happens before everything you've seen before. That we're talking like you're already an hour and a half to two hours into the film. Like as soon as it was like the title card comes up and said something like the morning before, like I could see like three couples stand up and just walk out 
theater. <laughs> so I was like, oh. But we're, you know, our our credo is buyer beware. We don't put a lot of warnings about content or anything like that because kind of, yeah, our, our audience, they we think they, they get it. Yeah, they, occasionally someone will come in blind and <laughs> not like the movie and tell us they didn't like it or ask us why we would even book that. But they, they always come back. I don't think we've oh, had anybody not come back. You know, it's it's constructive it could criticism. Be worse. It could be yeah. much worse. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> uh, but uh, we haven't had a lot worse. That <laughs> Let's I've keep seen. it that way. Let's yeah. keep it that way. How about, uh, you know, I mean, again... Listening on a Friday, March 1st. You're listening on Sunday, March 3rd. But we got quite a bit coming up here, including something tomorrow if you're listening Friday. Oh, yeah. What do we got going on at the Reg here? Yeah, our next Reg Presents event tomorrow night, uh, Saturday, March 2nd at 7.30 p.m. Animaniacs in concert. Yes. Uh, the classic 90s show from uh, what, the WB and yeah. uh, the Fox. I think it was on Fox stations through like the kids' afternoon animation block. Um this is a live concert uh, with uh, two two of the original voice actors from Animaniacs, uh, Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche, who played Pinky in the Brain, along with several other characters. Uh, they are going to be performing songs and bits from the original show, backed by the original animation projected on our screen. Uh, and accompanied by Randy Rogel, who was one of the original songwriters uh, and composers for the series. There were several songwriters and composers for the series. So the three of them, uh, and I think there might be a couple more musicians, are going to be doing a night of your favorite songs from Animaniacs. There's a brief intermission uh, in the sh- for the show, and then uh, after the show ends, they're going to be in our uh, inner, our, not our inner lobby, but up near concessions. The box office, we're going to have them set up for uh, a meet-and-greet line oh, as nice. people can, can leave. So, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to this event. That's going to be really fun. I've been yeah. looking for that for a while. That's, that's oh, yeah. going to be a really good one. A nostal- you know, modern nostalgia. You yes. know, this is, what, 31 years ago, I think, is when the, the show first came out. So, uh, yeah, and there are a lot of memorable tunes. Um, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of Gen Xers and maybe even some millennials bringing their kids to this thing. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember, like, even in college, like, coming back home, like, some of my friends had, like, the first Animaniacs, like, music from the show nice. CD. And they would play, like, uh, was it Wacko's World, the the, the song oh, where yeah. he names all the country. <laughs> yes, I remember that song. Yeah, they would, I, remember song. I, I remember, I mean, I liked Animaniacs, but I, w- I was still going to school, so, like, I wasn't, like, you know, I had classes. I wasn't watching. I knew of it. I watched episodes. I had no idea how much of a grip it had on people my age, you know, and, and younger, of course, like latchkey kids until like, <laughs> you know, these 20-year-old people that I knew from high school are like at parties singing along with this like a cult. <laughs> I want to say they might be giants did a lot of music for, I thought, Anim- Animaniacs. They had some involvement. Oh, I don't know about that. I know they were on the, they, they did music for the Disney. Maybe it was like Mickey Mouse else. Club something in Revival. That. Oh no! Of that era, oh, yeah. it's not Animaniacs. They did do Maybe something they do. for one of oh, the kids man. ones. I'm going to be bad, and all the Animaniacs fans. Have, There's a lot out there. I wouldn't be There's surprised. A lot out there. I mean, because the show, you know, had the main characters, Yakko, Wacko, and that. Wacko weird and to have them as a part of it. You never know, people. I mean, I know they did like a lot of celebrity voices on the show. You mm-hmm. know, uh, they because that was part of the thing. They were spoofing Hollywood at the oh, time yeah, and old Hollywood. You know, and then they had the musical spoofs, and then they had the stories of Wacko, Yakko, and Dot, where they were terrorizing the Warner Brothers lot. <laughs> there was a lot going on yeah. in Animaniacs. But then it was a sketch show, too, because then you would have, like, the regular sketches. Like, Pinky and the Brain was a regular 
ongoing sketch with just those two characters and they had all the beats that you remember uh about you know plotting to take over the world you know so yeah still a unique show i still think it holds up i watched it recently yep. still very much holds up so that'll, yeah. be, that'll be a fun one what else do we have coming up uh, at the reg this month oh my gosh uh the the movies that we have coming up, as I mentioned, we have American Fiction and Origin and Zone of Interest, uh, and, and we have I think we have three more movie dates that we're plotting to to, to fill out uh, right now, and we don't we just don't have those locked in yet. Maybe by the time this uh, is airs, we we might have a couple on the calendar, but we're looking at a, a few different films that you might have heard of. Um, and uh yeah that that is pretty much it for march just uh, animaniacs at the start movies for the rest of the month march is a little just a little dip a little quiet dip here between school breaks yeah. <laughs> right as we measure things in jamestown the winter break <laughs> just ended um and the eclipse is coming up we did add something for april uh that's that's a big one a what big event got? yeah uh april 17th if, if we're still standing, if the eclipse doesn't wipe us off the face of the earth because it's a cover for aliens or a meteor or something like that. Um, April 17th, Wednesday, April 17th, this very special event, Napoleon Dynamite, Ooh. a conversation with John Heater and Efren Ramirez. Oh, nice, nice. Live. This is live. We're showing Napoleon Dynamite at 7 p.m., and then, boom, as soon as the movie's over, Efren and John are coming out onto the stage, and they're going to have a 90-minute conversation with the audience. Oh, nice. Three-hour event. <laughs> nice. Yes, don't drink too much water that night. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. So Napo- really awesome. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite came out 20 years ago That's this year. Insane. I know. It's like... <laughs> I'm old. I, uh, <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, as am I. Uh, and it became this cult comedy uh very quirky just you know i can't tell you about go hey listen watch it here i was of course. alive when Come, it came out it was a cultural like phenomenon pay for... the big bucks to see it like <laughs> and see it here on our stage in our theater and see the guys but also I'm not afraid to say it. Go out and watch it before. Watch it 10 times because you will want to come to yeah, see this show. It's up. And they're playing it a lot on cable right now um, and satellite and streaming. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those films that just, uh, you know, mid-2000s, you saw a lot of a lot of kids like doing Napoleon's dance from the movie. I don't yeah. want to spoil it if you haven't seen it and stuff. And the vote for Pedro shirts. And, um, yeah, we're, we're really fortunate to get this. Uh, we originally, uh, th- this is something that's been touring for a while when, when the actors are available. There is a version of it with Uncle Rico. Uh, John oh, really? Grice, who is not available, he's shooting a movie. We, he originally was going to be here, but oh, he's—I nice. think he's going to be like physically in Japan shooting a movie, so he can't be here with us. So it'll be the guys that played Pedro and Napoleon, and yeah, they're going to share stories from the movie and take audience questions. I think they're going to have some fun and games with the audience oh, too. Nice. Um, we're going to have some things set up on the stage with them. Uh, I can't say any more than that. Uh, <laughs> and this. Uh, if you want to, you can also purchase a ticket that has a VIP uh, meet and greet experience that'll happen before the movie. Now, here's the here's the trick of this: it's in the middle of the week. It's 
it's a 5.30 on a Wednesday before the movie. Uh, we're going to have a meet and greet, uh, I think, in the theater with the, the, the actors, and you'll get a signed poster and a photo uh, nice. with, with the guys, uh, and you'll be able to scan a QR code and get that photo uh, of yourself and talk, talk to them for a few moments, um, limited to 100 people. Oh, nice. So it'll be, yes, for those people who are VIP, time. it's going to be a long night. <laughs> it'll be 5.30 to 10 p.m. Uh, but we're so looking forward to this. That will be really fun. I do. I was wondering with something like that, not just them, but like, you know, where you do like an anniversary screening, you do the Q&A, like, because I know like that, like you said, it's not their like only one. Well, sure. These guys are doing the Q&As, going to the screenings and stuff. <clears throat> I wonder how many times they actually watch the film or if they just kind of chill in the back. Because how many times, oh, I wow. wonder if that's weird. Because doing the Q&A is one thing, but like it's just like I think about talking to musicians who are like, I never listened to that album after. Yeah. Or, same with films. There's actors who go, I never watched the film right. after I make it. Instead, though, you're in the theater where it's airing each night. Right. Like, I always wonder to how much they watch it. Yeah. They just kind of hang in the green room for that 90 minutes. I can't say. I, 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 I kind of know what to expect with them. I, wouldn't, I would not expect them to be in the theater watching the film, but you never know. They, I suppose they could Maybe pop in. Maybe it's their favorite movie. You never know. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> might. <laughs> I mean, because they're you know they've gone on to do other things, but they'll prob- they'll be forever connected to this, and they fully oh, embrace yeah. it. If you you know, we have a preview video that they you know that the, the the production company put together of the event itself. You know, it's not a trailer for the movie, but um, where you get an idea of what to expect from it. But also, they've been doing a lot of social, especially John, the two Johns, John Heater and John Grice about things like they, they there's this really cool reel uh that the three of them did together when they they did this uh they did a napoleon dynamite screening at the sundance uh like last i think last month oh, nice. in utah and it was you know 20th anniversary showing and a talk back with the audience and stuff and they made a really very funny movie that's on in, a reel on instagram of how the three of them travel together and eat and stay in the same hotel. It's just ridiculous. And it's all like just set to music. It's kind of like a silent film. But so they still got it. You know, they, they get it. It's neat. You got stunt. You got like in the 90s, I was watching Animaniacs and, oh, yeah. you know, 2005 or 2004. Oh, yeah. Napoleon Dynamite. You got something, you Super know. nostalgic couple months here <laughs> it's crazy to think but again it's crazy to think of those anniversary ages too I yeah just, just ta- i was just talking to somebody too about going to vintage stores now vintage clothes are from like 2003 sure you go in there and it's like y2k is like now vintage yeah and this is part <laughs> of our desire to, to to bring in younger people I hate saying that because like, I'm 52. <laughs> you want the cool kids at the red? Well, yeah, no, but we have to. We have to do that. We're not saying goodbye to our trides and trues. Oh no, uh, no. But but yeah, we 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 do need to have more more programming to, for for different generations here. And this is this is kind of us dipping our toes into that water. Um, and we're we're working our way down to people my my kids' age. You know, the the <laughs> early 20s too. And they consume media in different manners. I mean, my kids still go out to movies with me, but they've grown up on streaming, and they're the first generation to really get a lot of entertainment from YouTube. Um, and I, I could definitely see in the next year, year and a half, where we have a YouTube personality on our stage doing their tour. That wouldn't be and weird. It's, it's happening. 
It's happening. Or, or a live version of a podcast that's popular, too. It is happening. It's happening in bigger cities. Oh, yeah. I, we haven't gotten a lot of that in Jamestown yet. It trickles but down. Though. It's it going to happen. It's going to happen at some point. It becomes and, the norm more and more where, yeah, that's not weird yeah. to have like a live podcast taping at a theater or, like you said, a YouTube personality or something. Right. Or people who did even even the uh, – I'm not saying we're, we're getting this, but like even shows where uh, actors who were on – Letter Kenny or Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. They do their own smaller tours where they do their own comedy, but they also appear in character yeah. on those live or, or the guy. You know, we'd love to, I, I would think, have. I would love a Trailer Park Boys. Trailer, yeah, the, or the guys I, from Impractical Jokers or something. You know, I, yeah, you know, I always love to toot the horn of the Reds here, but last in the past year, I've, I've been in other larger cities where I've seen live sketch comedy from people who started on television and still do it so i saw i saw the the three the trio please don't destroy who are writers and performers on saturday night live and they're kind of yeah they're kind of like the new i hate to say the new this lonely island you know they they do those types of like video shorts in cleveland i got to see them perform their sketches live and it was like all new material i was crying i was laughing so hard and then over thanksgiving i was in chicago and i got to see members of the state perform they had like like seven out of the ten or eight out of the eleven members and they were doing their classic sketches with minimal props and i used to see kids in the hall when they do their tours so yes i i think the reg is ripe for that this stage it's it's going to happen no, getting things like that, those unconventional, less of just, I don't even know what you call it like that, like just performances that are right. half stand-up. It's not Steve perform- Martin It's something. <laughs> 1978. Like I was telling but- you, I just saw Dave Hill, and it's like he's yes. doing comedy. He brought two people he'd never played with before a rhythm section. They just did improv to yes. music while he told jokes. Like Things like that exist now where it's like it's not just the conventional, we're going to show a movie or this band's going to play. You can morph a bunch of things, you know. Yeah. There's an appetite to see what for can it. come like next to the theater. That's kind of exciting, actually. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're actively looking at those, and we we hope to do more. Nice, nice. And yeah, and we already have, as of today, we have three shows booked for the fall already. Oh, wow. Which by by the time you come, by the time you, dear audience, come in for Napoleon Dynamite live on April seventeenth, <laughs> we will probably have uh, either put those on sale or at least announce the dates for them and who they are. So, yeah, we have we have things set up for October, November, and December uh, live wow. events here on the stage. And also, hey, please know this is kind of a way ahead of thing, but this this summer there's going to be a good month month and a half or so before the comedy festival um, with the comedy center where we are replacing the seats in the theater. And I think I, did we talk about that last month? I, I, I can't remember if I did. We did. Yeah, we, we yeah we got some funding. We are replacing the seats in the theater oh, this nice. summer. So we won't be doing movies, we won't be doing live events for several weeks in in uh probably late June, July. But we'll 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 have everything in place before the comedy festival in August. Um so just more on that later because that's that's its whole other thing. You know, we have the money secured, but these seats should last a good fifty to seventy years. So we are actually gonna be doing some uh like plaque fundraising thing where oh, you nice. get your name on a plaque on the seats, we, if you come into the theater, you'll see some of those old plastic ones that are kind of embossed, like on the backs of the seats. We're going to do something similar to that for for a donation. You can get your name, your family's name, for businesses. You get a row of seats if you want. And on top nice. of that, 
some of the seats in the balcony that currently exist we're we're going to be selling to people and probably you know be charitable give some away if there's a small performance space that doesn't have a uh, a raked floor, you know, flat floor. They might be able to pick up some seventy-year-old <laughs> theater seats. We'll give you the hardware and everything, but that is all coming up here very soon. So we're we're, we're preparing for that. Nice, nice. In between, uh, you know, July there, and then we got Napoleon Dynamite. Anything else coming up in the uh, near near? Oh future? yeah, uh, April's a huge month for us. On top, we got a lot yeah, of within t- a two week period, they'll April. be here fast too. Yeah, well, April seventeenth is N- Napoleon Dynamite again at seven p.m. Get your tickets right But that weekend, uh, uh, April nineteenth and twentieth, Banff uh, Mountain Film oh, Festival yes. with Roger Tory Peterson Institute is bringing that in with several sponsors. Two nights, 7 p.m. each night, the 19th and 20th, two different programs. So if you can only make one night, you're not going to get, you're not getting the same thing that's happening the other night. They're two entirely different selections of of, of short film subjects that are happening. Um, And by the time you hear this, those programs are going to be online. We we do have them on our website where you could see uh, what the lineup is for those, those films. So. Uh, Banff Mountain Film Festival, the 19th and 20th. And then a week later from the 20th, on uh, April 27th, uh, the Italian-American Golf Charity Association is bringing in a live concert, Thems of Rock, oh, on nice. our stage, 8 p.m., April 27th. Um, really cool show. Tickets are going, about a third of the house is sold on that. So, oh, wow. yeah, you want to get in there. Uh, and you want to get in on any of these things. Yeah. Banff, get your, you know, those those aren't, you know, I think those are general mission. Don't don't shoot me. <laughs> Go online about that. and find but check, out. Don't don't yeah. Don't sit on those two. Get those get those soon. Um, but uh, yeah, the Femza Rock are a, uh, a string, uh, not a string quartet, but a quartet of string players <laughs> who perform with a full band, and they do classic rock and pop and like epic rock metal tunes <laughs> and stuff uh, uh four young ladies and they they are incredible absolutely incredible oh that's gonna be a good time oh yeah yeah well we got a lot coming up where do we uh where do we send people for all things reginae find yeah. the tickets all, all that of stuff. that com. r-e-g-l-e-n-n-a.com uh you can find all these events are on facebook and i'll link you to our website which will link you to our ticketing pages so you can buy those things um, you can buy tickets for multiple events and movies at the same time. If you go online, if you're within the event on our ticketing page, you could go up and hit calendar and drop down and pick another event. So you can do it all in one sale. And our box office is open uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays starting at uh, 12 p.m. And one hour before all movies and events, too. So, uh, yeah, it's going to start picking up here real soon. Nice, nice. Anything else to uh, let the good people know before we close this out? Yeah, just just keep your ear to the ground, and yeah, if you you know if there's a movie or an event you think we should get, just give us a holler, send us a message, call. You know, I, we can't guarantee anything. Uh, also, if you are a uh, uh, organizer or someone volunteers for a local organization that wants to bring an event or movie screening or something, we we do team up or you know let you rent the theater and uh, do those as well. We're, we're fielding some of those now because some people are asking about this summer rentals we're like oh we're replacing the seats so we're having to turn a few folks away unfortunately but uh yeah please come at us and uh, we'll see what we can do together nice nice len i'm sure we'll have you back in sure. soon enough but i'm anthony merchant i'll be back with more in just a second you're tuned in to arts on fire right here on 1079 wrfa